Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. I want to minister to you today for a few minutes, not about, but I want to minister to you the power and the presence of the Lord. We are called by the Lord to serve, administer, give, what the Lord has supplied to us in the form of his inspiration to articulate it. If God inspires it to be said and we hear it with the heart of faith, we receive from him what is in his sayings. Give you an example. Many people we know, unfortunately, some in the Christian world, and it should never be, but it is. It's not a negative saying to acknowledge uh, numerical um, relevance. Unfortunately, too often, even in Christian circles, we may hear about the presence of God. The Lord is present right now. <laughs> and, and so then if we stand outside of that fact of experience and look with natural eyes only, we can see demonstration of his very presence and wonder what in the world is that. But in his presence there is power. In his power, there, is, there are happenings. So, unfortunately, too many of us in the past, in the past, now I'm called to change that, been working on changing that in people's lives now for over four decades. I'm called to change your life. Some of you haven't been alive for four decades, so you don't deserve an opinion. No, I mean you deserve one, but not to change mine. Because mine is a living word. I've come to change you. The world can already give you what is substandard. The circumstances could already give you what everybody else is going through. A sad song or a blue, a blue Monday or whatever the case might be. You could sing the blues all your life. You can live... You could live within the so-called means until there's no means to live by. Did everybody get touched by what I just said? So it is, is, listen, it is non-biblical. For we 
the servants of God to preach about his presence without his people experiencing the presence because we're not talking about a subject or an ideology we're talking about the reality he is greater than anything facing you opposing you or coming against you he will hallelujah circumvent in your life everything that is derogatory and antagonistic to your divine call hallelujah glory to God glory to God Hallelujah. And so I want to talk. I want to minister to you, serve you. That's what the word diacono or deacon is. And, and, and that's it, what a word sent one is, sent to serve. It's to feed or minister or give or to administer real transactions. I have, I have been waiting for this moment. This season in church history, we have declared it, we have prophesied it, we have preached it, we have curriculumed it, and we have beamed it, and we have printed it, and we have dropped it on every nation under heaven, raising up men and women that believe that God will raise up the greatest generation the world has ever seen, a miracle working, dead man raising, God praising, world changing, God pleasing generation of the kingdom hallelujah and I'm here to tell you the Lord said he's going to move swiftly in this season to change some things and and so excuse me a little bit here the presence is all over these prayer requests it's all over the prayer requests in your heart and so the power to perform is also there. Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I'm, I've got that? Yes. Go show yourself to the priests. The scripture said, as they went, they were cleansed. Whew. Notice, they didn't went out of the presence. When, when the Lord puts... With, the Lord puts it on you. You don't just sit there and hope. You don't rub a rabbit's foot. You don't shake salt over your shoulder. You don't knock on wood. When the Lord puts it on you, you act in accordance with the living word of God. And so as they went, they were cleansed. I believe that you have now entered a season in God's performance and he said I have need of you you're my body I've been wasting my time training you I've been preparing you for this hour I'm going to occupy this world and this region this nation and the, your, your house your family your ministry your altars with the presence of God there'll be a cleansing there'll be a healing There'll be no cancer running in your family. God will give you testimonies to tell. There will be healing to deaf ears, restoration to missing limbs, reparations to what was attacked. And I'm talking to everybody here. You're not, we're not going to walk out of it. As they went, they were cleansed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You may be seated if you'd like. I think we're going to read a few verses. It's called discipline. I want us to take a moment and uh, if you would join me in your scriptures, in your Bibles, um, by locating the gospel according to Luke, St. Luke chapter 5. This is the word of the Lord. This is a little portion of it. There will be very, very extant, very um, amplified, very thorough, very um, uh, important impartations I bring to you in the, in, in the days to come. But right now, this is, this is a very uh, important inspired word that I shared with our own team. I shared with the team briefly by communication and then, of course, we have been in prayer, Dr. Robin and I, and actually all of us, but Dr. Robin and I, Dr. Robin's been on a fast and and just ready to, doesn't she look um, anointed and beautiful and And um, but we've we've been uh, we've been talking about this, and if you look with me, I'd like for you to notice in Luke chapter five, we begin with when we begin in verse one, we can see I believe that the multitudes are beginning to come to Christ and throng him, press on him. Isn't that right? Can you read verses 1 and 2 for me? All right, if you notice here, it's very important to notice that um, the hunger of the people, this is very early on in the ministry of Christ, after, of course, his um, revealing to the nation of Israel at the baptism of John, the opening of heaven, the voice from heaven, the victory over the enemy in the wilderness and the returning to um, uh, in the power of the spirit. And then we see, um, if I could give you a little backdrop, we see the first miracle Christ ever did. And uh, we see that miracle in Cana of Galilee. How many remember that? 
And so we see that his disciples were with him. So they were, it doesn't name who they were. And um, I won't belabor that. The, his disciples, his followers, his students were with him. And then, of course, um, um, uh, his mother, St. Mary, said to him what she said. They, they're running out of wine. And the Lord, actually, the Lord takes a wedding feast. And he makes it more than just a ceremony or a celebration. And he performs that which is necessary. And that was seen by his disciples. This first miracle did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. And revealed his what? Glory. And his disciples believed on him. Now that's not what I'm preaching about. But here, here's what I'm preaching. When the glory is revealed. Things change. You know, if you think about it, your body's supposed to be like 70% water. Jesus can change the quality of that. But obviously the reason I went there is you said, well, why did you have to mention that? Well, it's very important because this is very early. This is a supernatural move of God. And, and Christ's reputation, as the as scripture tells us, begins to spread. And his fame begins to spread. So he, he comes over here to the uh, lake or the sea of Gennesareth. And there are many, many ships out there that are fishing. And, um, and um, then the, the people, multitudes, want to hear the word. Didn't you, didn't you just hear that? They were pressing on him to hear the word of God. And the Lord, our Lord came preaching. He said, repent for the kingdom of heaven. Have a change of attitude and action for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, the kingdom is upon you. In other words, the wait is over. In other words, the one you've been waiting for is here. The, the presence is here. And when the presence is here, the power that is necessary is here. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. And, and, and so this is, and, and we know that also he initiated that message by uh, identification with certain scriptures that talk about him. One of them was the spirit of the Lord, Isaiah's word. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. So this is what he was preaching. Spirit is on me. He's anointed me. See the anointed one. When the anointed one is present. What you waiting for? My God. When, When the anointed one is present. When he's present. Where we are there he is in our midst. My God. Get ready. Get ready. He's going to refuel you, revive you, renew you, restore you. Bring back to you what was stolen. Heal what was broken. My God. My God. And he's going he's going to he's going to speak fire into your spirit. 
to know that you are alive with a purpose, not alive to merely exist. Your purpose is not to leave it untampered with. Your purpose is to change it. Your purpose is like sandpaper. Your purpose is like, my God, like a file. Your purpose is like a fire. Your purpose is like a river. So that's why I mentioned that. So are you catching this? The devils also believe and tremble. I want this word to go to the world. I want every son. I want every bishop. I want every apostle that is ordained under this ministry. And every pastor that is part of this ministry. Every apostolic woman that is part of this ministry. To spread this word all over the world. Our enemy is trembling in fear. Because he knows that the time for the Lord to rise up in presence and power upon and in his people is at hand. There is victory in the house. There is victory in the land. My God, there's victory in the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you know what that word means, right? And it also means what? Shout it. So that means, that word means God always hears and answers our prayer. That's what that means. That's what that means. And so the multitudes are there to hear the word of God. This is a, a, a very important thing. We're living, a, he, he's ministering in a, a very small uh, part of the world. We call the holy lands and, and or oh, the holy land. And right now he's, he's in, in by, the, by the sea or the lake of Gennesaret. So he's, he's not in a, in a, in a metropolitan, in a, in a, he's not in the entirety of Asia or beyond of, of the, his message to minister to the lost sheep of Israel. Not at all. So his reputation spread via the people that testified about what he did or saw what he said and what he taught. Said, "Come see a man," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So quickly, you find people thronging him to hear the what. Lift your right hand up and say, I I affirm affirm that the Lord's word word is the answer answer to everything everything in my life, life. to change me, to to bless me, to to transform me, to illuminate me, to enlighten me, to inspire me. To empower me and to make me a contribution and a benefit 
to the family of God in my world today. I come to hear the good news. I believe the good news. I receive the good news. The report of the Lord is my answer. Now, if you believe it, jump up and shout like you never shouted. Hit someone and say, power and presence. Now, now, listen. You may be seated. Again, look at me. If you, if, you, if you would do it again, please read verses 1 and 2 of chapter 6 uh, or 5 of the Gospel of St. Luke. The, um, Luke, the apostle, one of the 70 that Jesus sent. Uh, verses 1 and 2. Notice it is very clear that the entire motivation of a multitude of people was the same motivation. We pressed on him to hear the what? The word of God. And so obviously there's a clear, clear, a logical answer to that, reason for that. And that is... We knew where to go <laughs> to hear the word of God. <laughs> As, so they gathered around him and they pressed on him. Now he's got, of course, as you could see um, uh, allegorically with the eyes of your heart, the sea is, is going to be to his back. Does that make sense? And uh, the Lord uses a technology, if you can call it that. And, um, and if, you, if you look at that, he needs, he needs um, a, an altar. And he needs a little distance. And he needs an amplifying um, uh, water that would amplify his voice so that it would be carried to the people that are wanting to hear the word of God because your savior is a feeder your savior is a healer he loves you he wants to care for you better than you've ever experienced this care before he wants you to cooperate with the uphill calling that he has for you you're going up you're ascending you're being lifted you're being helped you're being aided what is against you is being cancelled what is for you is being revealed manifested hallelujah glory 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 hallelujah and we're glad about that aren't we and uh, and so he says if I could have you follow me, we're going to read from verses 3 to verse 10, please. And he entered into one of the ships, 
which was Simon's and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught or a catch. And Simon answered or answering said to him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word. Somebody shout thy word. Somebody shout thy word. Somebody shout thy word one more time. Nevertheless, at thy word. I will let down the net. And when, when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners. Beckon is, is like, beckon is like, hey, yeah. Hey, call, 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 call your partner, call your partner. Hey, get over here. We, we, we have a problem. This performance is too big for this vessel. Our house can't, our life can't, our being can't contain what this performance has brought. Come, come. They beckoned to their partners which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him, at the drop or catch of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon and with Simon and Jesus said unto Simon fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men if the Lord would allow me I'm going to just condense a little bit of this powerful word he has given me for you, for our world, and for this time so that we can have a a take something today and, and, and walk in the miracle and the power of it. Very important to know that the um, 
that um, the Lord in, in, in John chapter 1 verse 42 um, had that, that it was Andrew, Peter, or Simon, and then James, the brother of John, the sons of Zebedee. Those four were partners together. But also, they were, what people don't really concentrate on, they were all students of ministry in the school of John the Baptist. They were all John the Baptist disciples. All four of them. And, and, and so when Andrew brought Peter to Jesus, and the Lord looked at Peter Simon is the Hebrew word Simeon, meaning hearer. And he, it means the original meaning of the word hearer. How many of you know that's a good start? Yeah. And he says to him, Simeon or Simon, Bar Jonah or son of Johanna, son of Jonah, son of John. You will be called Peter. Or you will be called in the Aramaic Kephas. You're called hearer. But you'll be called rock. You're called hearer. But you'll be called rock. That event takes place in another encounter at another time. Are you following me? Nothing changed externally. One thing happened In these four, they changed identification by the will of God and the acknowledgement of John the Baptist and switched teachers. They went from the talking about to the power and the presence. My God! My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, it sounds like a very educated sermon I put together here. The Lord is talking to you. So several things we need to know. Please don't don't fall into the trap of allowing information to be thrown out at you. Grab revelation. Because if we don't know where, where these disciples came from, we won't know how the Lord used them. And then we won't know how in our lives we can refute disappointment. So you live in a, you, you, you live in a microwave age or whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, you want it yesterday. And everybody's like that, but that's why we have a fruit of the Spirit called patience. Do you see how quiet it got when I said, now everybody was, ah, the patience of God.
Now, Simeon or Simon was the um, elder, probably somewhere around, maybe, I would say around in his 30s, late 30s, maybe 40, when, when Jesus called him. But he could have been 30, 30, 35, 40, we can't never know, but I personally feel through research and so on, he was somewhere around there. Important thing to know. These men were not ignorant fishermen. These were different fishermen than the other fishermen. You say, what are you talking about? Well, first of all, uh, Andrew and Simon didn't live on a tent on the shore. They did not. He had a house in Bethsaida, where he is from. And he also had a house in Capernaum. That was his mother-in-law's house. That was his ownership. And that was a, evidently, biblically, a very large house. Because he did not only entertain the Lord in his house. But the Lord healed his mother-in-law. And she got up and immediately started ministry. He went right into full-time ministry. But it was another kind. She started cooking. Ha! Hallelujah. How many are glad God is cooking in your life? And, but not only that, but, but that, but he on that day, remember, sundown came. Now I'm just showing you the, the climate here of this fisherman. He's a business owner. He's got fishermen working under him. He's got partners with other ships. He's got a house in Bethsaida. He's got a house in, 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 in Capernaum. A house where all of the sick can be brought. And the Bible said, and Jesus healed them everyone. So the Lord walks in and gets Peter's mother-in-law healed. Stays there and, and, and teaches a little bit. Before you know it, the need starts hunting him down. The prayer requests start coming personally to the doorway of the house, to the hallway of the house, receiving in that house the very evidence of the presence and the power. So you say, well, Dr. Fish, they were just, just, just didn't know anything. They were fishermen. They were disciples of Shout it. John. Shout it again. John. You can't be a disciple of John real easy. Just check out some of his sermons. When the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to John, he just looked out and said, you vipers, you snakes, you, 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 you know, all kinds of names. It's like, come on, chill out, Brother Baptist. He's like, who has taught you? Who showed you to escape the judgment to come? What? So his message, he found himself, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. He, he didn't mess around. If you were crooked and didn't want to be made straight, he had nothing to do with you. Glory, glory, glory. Glory. He knew exactly how to preach about the coming Messiah. He knew the promises about the coming Messiah. 
He knew the baptism the coming Messiah would bring. He said, I'm baptizing you because you're admitting, you're confessing, you're repentant of your sins. I'm preparing you for the power and the presence. But the one coming after me is mightier than me. He will baptize you with fire. Glory. And so some people came, got baptized and left. Some people were disciples of John. These four were disciples of, am I doing okay? Okay. These were disciples of John. And so when they saw John the Baptist, uh, you know, get directed by the Lord, he said, the Lord said, I came to be baptized. You know, I'm paraphrasing because John said, I can't baptize you. I should be baptized of you. And then the Lord, the Lord, of course, did what he did because I need to move on. He was baptized and so immediately after that and when they heard also, behold, the Lamb of God. That's the Lamb of God. There he goes. Their own teacher that taught them what kind of power, why, why, the, why we're right up on the blind eyes shall see. The deaf ears shall hear. The lame will leap for joy. We're right up on. We're right up on. By his stripes he were healed. We're right up on. The arm of the Lord will be revealed. We're right up on. The power and the presence. And so they were educated in, 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 in that school of preparation. Preparation time. Preparation time. Isn't that good? And so from then, the disciples, uh, the the twelve and and many others, but this was not yet. Because we have to, how many know I have to jump? To get where I'm going. But I'm going to say this for the sake of our global uh, scholars. No, really, if you look chronologically in the reports of the gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and see the accounts of encounter that the originals had with Christ Jesus our Lord, where at a moment in time, the disciples would go back to what they were doing. Does that make sense? Until that one day where the Lord called all his disciples and out of them he chose 12 and those 12 he ordained apostles. Do you see what I mean? So you have to see that otherwise you'll read in the gospels and you'll think well this gospel says differently than this gospel and this gospel says differently than this gospel. So you might be tempted to think The Bible contradicts itself, but it does not at all. It's just showing us how this progressive uh, thing took place. uh, Not progressive, but how this uh, uh, development happened. This development happened. So he has has two homes. He has a business. And um, John the Beloved who's known as John the Beloved, the Revelator, and his brother James, who was martyred by Herod at the the sword later. They were also their partners. 
And they had hired servants or fishermen that worked on their ships. So here's Jesus, and he knows exactly whose ship to get on. So he gets on Simon's ship, whom he had identified, you're the hearer, the son of Johanna, you will be rock. You will be stone. You will be witness. You will share in a character you cannot manufacture. You will share in a salvation you cannot make happen for you. He gets on the ship and he said, and, and uh, very important, our Lord, how many think he owns everything? But the Lord didn't just come and just grab, just grab the ship and say, listen, I'm God. You wouldn't even have wood if I didn't speak it into existence or plant it into this plant. <laughs> the Lord is not the taker. But he got, he got, <laughs> he got on the ship and um, he said, thrust out a little from the land. Now, did they work all night? Yes. Was he tired? Yes. Okay. And, uh, but now here's, he's, their predominant desire. That's why I talked about it. Whose disciples were they? So, so their identity was not the highest being their business. Their identity was the highest being their call and what they do with their business. Their call and what they do with their house, their call. Then they, they're going to hear the voice of one crying in the wilderness. They're following him. They're his students until he identifies or they identify. Or the Holy Spirit draws them to know the presence and the power. The anointed one is here. The performer of his word is here. And then they change and start listening to the Lord or counting the Lord as their master. Remember, he calls him master. Okay, in other words, he calls him teacher. And so the teacher says, launch out into, into a little bit into the, away from the shore. And he sat down and he began to teach the multitudes. And boy, when the word of, when, they, when the word speaks out of the word, words about the will of the word to perform his word in the world faith is being lifted hearts are being illuminated people are looking at that at that ship they're recognizing there is something in that voice there there are promises in that there is a change of tone in the sermon we're hearing. This is not something that is to be put off into the future, into eternity. There's something being talked into our life, into our world, into our call, into our purpose, to our mission. Something is coming 
into us right now through this word of God. He's talking about the kingdom. He's talking about the power and the presence. He's talking about the rule of God. We're not, we're not the underdog. We're not, we're not handicaps. We're not in the middle of this world without a helper. There's someone talking out of that ship that seems to own the entire universe. That seems to know more about our aid and help and supply than we can even imagine. My goodness. Wonderful, isn't it? And so, when he had left speaking, because, you know, even, even the word can just say, okay, that's enough. Right? Okay, go show yourself now. That's enough. Now go show yourself. In other words, he left speaking. In other words, when he finished that sermon, go ahead. Turn around and go to your family. And let them wonder what in the world happened to you. Turn around and go to your friends. And have them wonder what in the world, why are you different? What happened to you? Why are you optimistic? Why are you certain? Why are you positive? Why are you happy? Why, my God, I don't know if anybody here knows what I'm talking about. So he left speaking. That's enough. And he turns around and Simon is there. And he said, all right, launch out into the deep, cast your nets in for a catch. You heard. You heard, hearer. You heard. Everybody's going to believe somebody in this world. Choose rightly in whom you have believed. We call him the report of the Lord. Whose report? Well, you be- we shall believe the report of the Lord. Next thing you know, good God, it's the end of the world. Believe God. Believe God. And the Lord is sitting in in your vehicle of life. He's just sitting there teaching the multitudes of the world, feeding every nation under heaven. In every offering you give, in every sermon you preach, in every testimony you share, in every student you recruit, in every uh, a church you, 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 you visit, in every house meeting you have, in every chapter you read, in every time you pray, in every song you sing, in every sound you make uh, to bless and thank the Lord. The Lord is sitting in the, in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the vessel of your life. And speaking 
words from the word into the lives of people who used to be bound by the world and now they're freed by the word. Mm. Those who used to be the school of the Lord is fixing to do something. Got into the school of power and presence. He's here right now. He's here right now. He's here right now. He's here right now. And he's in the vessel of your life. And, and, you, and, and you may be tired and you may have sweat and you may have had a night or a season that is adamically inclined and looks like the earth is not cooperating with you and the world is not giving you what the call of God in your life is emanating promising. But be of good cheer. The Lord is in the vessel of your life. present for you the likes of which your life cannot contain you we bless you in the name of the Lord we bless you we bless you in your vocation we bless you in your enterprises we bless you in your entrepreneur endeavors but we bless you by synchronizing your heart with the word of God for the world you're living in this world will not make you a servant of mammon Your God will keep you the ruler over much. My God, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit. We bless you. We bless you. Is that all right? And and so students... They're educated, they're, they're taught, they're trained. What does that mean? They're, under, they're looking for the Lord. They know they're living at a time when um, Israel has an appointment with the Savior. And obviously, they, um, uh, Simon, Andrew, uh, uh, J- John, and James, and many others, but in this case, those, those four, obviously... They didn't get everything they were expecting or anticipating or taught by the Lord, by His Spirit. 
to expect in the regional synagogue or in their um, you know in, in their godly service they knew there had to be something and when the voice uh, of John the Baptist came and the anointing upon him because he is baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit since his mother's womb because the the salutation of 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 of, of the power and the presence came upon his mother his mother was filled with the Holy Spirit the baby jumped up in her and she prophesied amen but but there's an anointing on his voice that will cause multitudes from all over the nation that were aware of their sin man is not normally conscious of their sin by themselves there has to be an anointing to convict someone of the wrong in our life so that we would hate it and then we would sh we would shred it we would take we would take it to the furnace of God's fire and burn it up and leave it there we are you listening to me so that anointing that drew them they were trained and taught as disciples of John and so here he is Simon and Andrew they have ships when in Simon's ship the Lord sits in the vessel of his uh, business if you will but he's talking to his call so he's talking to the multitude notice the Lord is doing the feeding later on I don't even want to go there Later on, the Lord says, do you love me? Feed my sheep. So I used your vessel. Now I'm going to fill your vessel. I fed from your vessel. I'm going to feed from your vessel. I'm going to... Will, will feed from your life God will give divine ideas from your life God will give solutions from your life God will anoint you glory to God for action in the now so so the Lord says to him he says he says uh, and and so he said launch out into the deep and cast your net in for a catch now all along if you notice all along because we know two things we have a, a, a doctrinal word called omnipresence or the omnipresence of God that means he's everywhere does that make sense so not only everywhere but some thinkers in the Christian circles and I don't know why I, anybody would doubt it because the Lord is also the creator of time so he's maker of he's the maker of the worlds the the um, what we would call cosmos and he's the maker of the worlds or the world which we would call eons through faith we understand that the world were framed those eons are ages ages were framed so the Lord has created time is a created commodity hallelujah thank God forever so, so people just think you know as Christians you get tempted to think you're a prisoner of time and you get tempted to think you're running out of time 
But when you are born of God, you were born into eternity. You were born into eternal life. You were born into superiority to that which is my God. You were inducted into the permanency. You received the abundance. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And so, so, so the Lord, the, the Lord is, is thought of and believed to not be subject to time, meaning he can live somehow before time, be in the middle of time, and be after time all at once. So, so, so I know that can't be understood, but here I'll make it understandable in a, in a very uh, important way. If I thought God had to time travel, then I don't know God. See, I'm, I know that that wasn't necessary. People are like, good God, I don't know how to, you know, don't, don't just, just take it. God doesn't have to travel to get anywhere. God is omnipresent and that doesn't mean just on planet earth. And that does not just mean within his creation that runs through times and seasons and dates and cyclical things that the planets and the stars and the sun and the moon do. He's beyond that. He is, he is everywhere outside of the calendar as well as everywhere in the calendar. The power and the presence is infinitely available for God's sons and daughters to be lifted to another level. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Uh, um, uh, did you get the, that? The, theogenous? <laughs> you getting that, Christian? You get that? You, you, you're a disciple of, of, of Doc? Look at him. Look at his eye focus, man. My Lord. Be blessed. <laughs> you know, he's just always busy. You're always busy. The other day, I just, just, just had, had his attention for a minute. He's, he's always doing something for the Lord. <laughs> but Dr. Robin was there in, in, in Lakeisha. Um, I went over and just kind of went like that. And I went to his cheek, probably his right cheek, because he's this way. And I went, and he got slain in the spirit in his mother's arm. <laughs> he, he went like this. He went. And then his eyes went. I said, my, my Lord, I just wanted to kiss you. I wasn't releasing nothing on you. But the Lord is present. He's no respecter of age. The Lord is present. 
Hallelujah. The Lord is present. The Lord is present. The Lord will bless your children. The Lord will bless your marriage. The Lord will bless your single life. The Lord will bless your call. The Lord will bless your business. The Lord will restore what is stolen. The Lord will cancel your debts. The Lord will deliver you from opposition. The Lord will protect you and preserve you in the middle of challenges. The Lord will keep you by his angelic aid and help. The Lord is present. And, and so I, I, um, I remember exactly what the Lord wanted me to say next. He's in, he left speaking. Now all that, the speaking of the words, the word of God that the people came to hear. And all of the hearing that Simon was receiving as, and um, hearing, all of that, though fully powerful yet completely invisible how many would agree with that although fully powerful yet totally invisible those words all that all the word of God the word of God they came to hear the words that the word Jesus our Savior spoke out of the vessel of, of Simon's um, business and Simon heard them although those words that word was fully powerful yet it was fully or totally invisible and, and, and so nothing yet to bear witness or evidence to senses like sight, emotion, whatever. Of course, people must have received something, but the scriptures are silent about that. We're just going to go with the Bible. <laughs> so, the Lord left speaking. In other words, he didn't just leave speaking. He left speaking means he put a stop on it. And he said to Simon, launch out into the deep, cast your nets in for a catch. Notice, cast your nets in for a catch. Because what you've heard is fully powerful. But never intended to be totally invisible. There is a miracle in what you heard. There is a miracle in what you're hearing. In his word, in his good news, in his call, in his commission. There is a miracle. He's, he, his power and his presence all over you. My God, you're coming up and coming out of every restriction, every confinement, every bit of lack, every hurt, every disappointment, every past memory, every every lying curse that try to come against you and yours will fail, but God's word for you will not fail. There will be performance in your life in the now. I believe God. I believe God. How many of us believe God? 
Please, you may be seated for a moment. Now, I just, I can't take long, but I, I must tell you, all of the, that the Lord said was fully powerful and yet completely invisible. Word. Word. Went into the hearts of people, evidently went into Simeon's heart. He's a student of this person he just called teacher, didn't he? Master. Master, we have toiled all night, caught nothing. Wow, that deserves a little bit of quiet. (laughs) Nevertheless, at thy word, what? What? You mean you? St- he starts off by knowing there is something in the word. Nevertheless, at thy word, because I know you're speaking with authority. I know you're speaking from the heavenly realm. I know you, you're you're. I know my former um, um, mentor told me, when you get here, things will happen. Uh, uh, At your word, I will cast down the net. Now, we won't go into into the the whole thing. We'll just, otherwise. And um, when they had thrown the net in, and so what they did, is they cast in their net and they enclosed. Very important. Here's what I know. They didn't only cast in the net the way the net was. They cast in their faith the way the word was. The way the word is. They didn't go through motion. They went through mission. Just for the sake of clarity here, 
More clarity. This is the business of Simon Peter. This is the business of Andrew. And this is the business, professional business of James and John. This is not a hobby. This is not an ordinary one day on, one day off. This is the business. And all of a sudden, the same net was cast by somebody influenced by the living word of God. One second, listen, Dr. Robin, and and they enclosed so great a catch of fish. These professional fishermen, under their past, under their history, under their vocation, under even their religious training, never saw it like this before. No net made by man can contain the fullness of God's promise unless he fortifies. And and when that happened, when that happened and they beckoned and filled two ships and they began to sink. He went from master, he, teacher, he went from master or teacher, right? And he said, depart from me, oh Lord. Who? Why? Because the presence was so powerful and the evidence was so mind-boggling. He knew he's been a fisherman for those many years and has never seen this kind, neither has anybody else before. Because when the Lord is on your vessel, I said when the Lord is on your vessel. The healing fire of God, the renewal of youth is all over you. His keeping power is in your being. His supplying presence is in the vessel of your life. He will fortify your net. Do you know, you know, you know what happened? You know what happened? You know what happened? You know what happened? You, you know the fire, 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 fire. You know what happened? He, he said, he said, oh, this is too holy. This is too holy. He said, this is too holy. Depart from me, O Lord, for I'm a sinful man. This is not 
avarice. This is not greed. This is not what humanity can supply or the bank can give or the government subsidy can give you. This is not what man can make happen for you. This is only when the presence and the power is in the vessel of your life. And Simon said, Simon said, depart from me, O Lord. He acknowledges him because I'm a sinful man. He knew exactly what sin was was about because he was a student of John the Baptist. But Jesus said, follow me. He said, I'm going to deal with that. You're not going to have to carry that. I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to make you a fisher of men. What you caught here, my God. Oh, lift your hands and give God the greatest shout of praise and let the earth hear you out of beautiful. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com, and we'll see you next week.